This is Author Talk, presented by Author House, the leading provider of services to help authors publish, promote, and sell their books around the world. Author Talk is a show about new books and the authors who wrote them. It's an opportunity for prospective readers to hear directly from the writers, to hear what inspired them to write and publish, and to hear all the inside details about their books. Here is Author Talk. Greetings for Author Talk and Author House. This is Jay Douglas Barker. The book is titled Escape from the Front, and joining me is the author, Erwin Krauss, also known affectionately and man on a personal level, Irv. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jay. 224 pages. This is uh, an interesting title, Escape from the Front. I am leaving it up to you to explain to me where that title came from and uh, how this inspiration got put into print. Yeah, well, it, it, the the front has a uh, the term the the front has a double meaning. Uh, in, in this case, it's uh, it refers to a geographical location, which is the uh, the eastern front of the Rocky Mountains. Uh, much of the story unfolds in in uh, in a part of Montana where the mountains come rise up out of the high plains, and uh, which is commonly referred to as the Rocky Mountain Front. Uh, and it also is a uh, uh, kind of a nefarious uh, right-wing group uh, that operates in the area that uh, the protagonist has an encounter with. Uh, they they go by the name of the Front, mm. and uh, uh, they, they see themselves as being on the front of a movement to restore America back to its what they see as its rightful place. And, and uh, so that term, the front, uh, has that double meaning. So this, this is a fictional work, and uh, is it set in contemporary times, or is it uh, future tense? Yeah, I, it, no, it's set in uh, contemporary times. I, I didn't put an exact date down, but I, I suppose you could narrow it down to the uh, shortly after the turn of the millennium, early 2000s. Right. And have you uh, have you written other books? I am not sure from this uh, from the information I have in front of me whether you are a first time author in sharing this story. Well, no, I have written another book, and uh, uh, interestingly enough, it, it has a similar title. The first <laughs> book I, I wrote was uh, "Escape from the USA," and uh, that's actually. Uh, uh, semi-autobiographical, let's say. Mm. And, uh, it, it, it concerns an episode that a, a friend of mine and myself took. It was a cross-country motorcycle uh, trip uh, back in the 1960s. So that was my first book. And uh, I'm not saying if I write another book, it'll also be an escape from somewhere. But <laughs> the, I see a pattern evolving here. But, yeah. uh, okay. You you deal a lot with uh, with actual trekking or uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, backpacking? Would that be also a way to describe yeah, some of the yeah, characters? Yeah, that's part of it. Sure. Yeah, and it's, it, there's also in this book uh, the 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 protagonist uh, uh, he. he uh, He's trying to kind of find uh, start life anew. He he finds out that he was fired from his job and and uh, divorced. He actually gets the letters in the mail on the same day, hmm. and uh, he he seeks uh, 
let's say, solace in the wilderness, and he's going to make his way out to Montana. He begins uh, by traveling by car, but then his car breaks down. And uh, determined to to arrive at that destination, he uh, continues the, the journey by hitchhike, hitchhiking mm-hmm. across the United States to Montana. Uh, something we don't do in today's contemporary times as much. I remember doing hitchhiking when I was a young guy in high school, maybe college age. I would still consider doing that. But uh, looking back at some of the uh, e- events that I, I uh, avoided, I will put it that way, uh, it, yeah, it was yeah. a miracle that I, I did survive that without any trauma. The the book itself, yeah, would you consider yeah. it a, an adventure, or would you consider it um, maybe character-driven? Uh, I'd like to think a little bit both, but I think uh, it's it's certainly uh, character-driven. Um, there, there are some unusual characters, uh, and, and some, I, I think, rather comical characters that... Uh, that uh, we encounter along the way. 224 pages uh, for most authors, at least for even some readers like me who have a t- short attention span. Uh, does this book move along at a quick pace, and how long did it take to complete the storyline? Well, I think I think it, I would hope it moves along at a, at, a, at a quick pace. Everybody likes to write a a page turner, if you wish. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I, I would like to think of it uh, as, as such. I, I worked on this book probably for a year. I had some ideas that I jotted down in the meantime uh, before that. And then I finally decided, uh, uh, and actually COVID had a little bit to do with it. I found I had a little bit more time on my hands to, to focus on writing the book. And uh, so I uh, but I would say from beginning to end, uh, about a year. Uh, that's that's a that's a good time frame for a book of this uh, yeah. size and intensity. Did you work yeah. from an outline, uh, Irv, or was it something uh, that just flowed from you as you sat down? Well, I guess I started with with a, a, a the basic uh, concept of uh, and a story, and uh, but I think what happened uh, is somewhere along the way. But kind of the story took me in, in a couple of different directions, and I had to make a decision which way to go. So uh, a, a little bit of both in answer to your question, Jay. Beautiful. Your main character, is that Will Craft, or is that someone else uh, that I have yet to discover? No, the main character, the main character is Will Craft. Uh, he's a, a, well, he just turned 40. He just had a, a birthday, so he's a 40-year-old. He's a father uh, about to be divorced, father of two children, teacher, and uh, about to be fired from his job. But uh, that's the main uh, uh, character in the story, Will Craft. Your story and chapter headlines uh, certainly, uh, just headings, I'm, I'm sorry, the headings of your chapters are uh, um, attention getters. The first one is titled The Scream. How does that set the story up? Well, that's, that's, we begin with him coming home from work to his house and opening up the mailbox and discovering two pieces of correspondence, one from his school district notifying him that he's been terminated uh, from his position due to somewhat dubious circumstances. And the second one is a, a letter from his wife's lawyer. Uh, and he, That's when he discovers that she's suing him for divorce. Hmm. The scream is, is his immediate reaction. You know, it, it kind of... Uh, 
evokes, I, I, in my mind at least, uh, Edward Monk's uh, famous uh, painting, The Scream. Right. And uh, that, that's why, that's that's where the title came from. Well, that, that particular image uh, flashed through my mind as well as I read that yeah. title and, and also read a little of the first chapter where you mention Lake Louise, which uh, from my history uh, as being a Canadian I recognized. Uh, is that integral yeah, to course. the story also? Well, that's just an, uh, an aside, uh, Lake Louise. He, he, he doesn't wind up in Canada. People in Canada are much too nice for a story like this <laughs> yeah. to take place. <laughs> yeah, so, so is your audience, uh, because, uh, you know, most authors try to hit somewhere in the middle where male and female will find a, a character or a story that they can embrace. Is this something that has a broad audience, would you describe it? Or is this going to be more appealing to a, a guy's read? Well, I, I'd, like, I'd like to think it would... Would appeal to a broader audience, but I guess now that you you asked the question, I I could understand, and and from what I hear, the feedback that I've been getting, the men seem to appreciate it more than the women. I, I guess there is that difference. So yeah, it's it's probably more of a male oriented story. So is there an action scene that stands out? in your mind when you were writing it that you thought, hey, this is going to be one that's going to stick with the reader? <laughs> yeah. Well, the, there is a, an event that occurs kind of midway through the book where Will, Will is a guy who, who kind of, he, he gets himself into a lot of trouble because he doesn't know when to shut up or, or he sometimes doesn't filter his remarks mm-hmm. uh, properly in, in, in the certain in in places where he should and what happens is he he gets involved winds up in a bar in montana and meets a, a fellow at the bar and they start to talk and, and the next thing you know th- this fellow apparently had an agenda all along uh which i i won't go into but will gets himself into trouble uh, had a little bit too much to drink the fellow that's uh, that we're talking about that he's talking with is also part of this this group called the Front, and he slipped a few pills into into Will's uh, beer, which which added to let's say Will being less filtered, and they started to talk about Second Amendment rights, gun mm-hmm. control, and mm-hmm. so forth, which is I guess something you really shouldn't talk about in a Montana bar, but <laughs> but uh, that's that's Will being Will. And uh, the next thing you know, uh, he's run into a serious problem. I have a college friend, or had a college friend, who um, faked his own demise. He was a very well-respected, highly respected individual, and uh, happened to be in uh, what I would call mission work in Africa and doing things uh, of the charitable nature. For some reason, he decided he wanted to escape his uh, wife and family responsibilities, so he he faked his own demise. Uh, One of the strangest parts of that story, after three or four years, he was in a bar in Memphis. In Montana, I think it was. Uh, you mentioned Montana, and yeah. another another fellow graduate from the same seminary, I'll call it, from the same seminary, happened to be visiting the bar, which was not, uh, you know, uh, something that was accustomed or a, a character trait of either of them in their real life. 
and he discovered him, and that's how the thing came to an end. They got back, he got back with his family, and so on and so forth. So it, it, there are some intriguing things that real humans do that are pretty stupid, and um, what you've yeah, described yeah, is is yeah. not unusual, I think, in the lives of some people who are wanting either to escape or to create a uh, an identity that may be not really. Uh, intrinsic to their nature, their personal nature. You have uh, discussed yeah. in one of the chapters uh, a kidnapping. Uh, does that uh, involve Will also? Yeah, this is this is uh, takes place. The, the the fellow that he met at the bar is is a is a member of the front, but he's kind of a uh, he's kind of a low IQ fellow. He's kind of on the on, on the on the periphery of this group, and he wants to. He's trying desperately to ingratiate himself into into the group and and uh, and uh, achieve a certain status in this group, the front. And he was at he attended one of the meetings of this group, and uh, some fellow uh, came up with the suggestion they were looking for ways to raise money to to uh, further their agenda. And one one of the fellows says, you know, we we we've, we've been kind of pussyfooting around. Why don't we do something that'll really, you know, get people's attention? And he mm-hmm. suggested kidnapping a either. Well, it would have to be either somebody from California or New York, East Coast or West Coast elite, because of course that's where the money is. And why, you know, if you're going to kidnap somebody, so Will is mistaken for an East Coast elite, I guess you could say, and uh, and uh, he he he. Uh, falls into the hands of this group, and he's kidnapped. Mm. Any challenges that you didn't foresee beginning the publishing process, at least as far as the writing of the book or development of characters? Anything that uh, you had to overcome in order to get that accomplished? Well, uh, I would say there was a bit of research that that I wanted to... I wanted to get it right, and... You know, I, I guess you ha- as a fiction writer, I guess you you have to start somewhere. You people often say you write what you know. So I've done a lot of traveling. I've done I spent a lot of time in Montana, hmm. and uh, I wanted to write a story that featured you know I, I don't know what we call it today the culture wars or yes. something going yes. on in this yes. country, and so I did a little research on on right wing groups. In, in the United States, you know, there's so many of them that have come to the to the attention of the American public, uh, especially since uh, since January 6th, I guess you could say. Uh, sure. But even before that, you know, the QAnon, the the Proud Boys, you know, mm-hmm. you can go on and on. But but these groups have always existed. I think it's it's just that uh, they got a, a lot more. Uh, they became more visible, let's say, uh, uh, in the last year or so. So I, I, I did a little research on on these organizations, and uh, it was it was a real learning experience. I mean, finding out about these people. And the second thing is, there's a character in the uh, that features uh, that, that he actually plays a prominent role in the story, and he's a he's a Hooterite. I think you have some Hooterites up in Canada. Oh, probably yes, I probably do. Yes. Yeah, these these are this is kind of a. Uh, an Anabaptist group. They're they're pacifists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they believe in and they have a communal style of living and so forth. 
fascinating people. And I had encountered them in some of my travels and, and actually got a chance to meet with some of them and spend time with them. So I said, let me put, throw in a Hooterite. That, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this is, uh, this is uh, uh, a fellow that, that appears in the story uh, and plays a prominent role. And he, he, Will meets him and then we'll meet him again. And, um, well, I don't want to give too much away, but, uh, but this fellow Hal Miller, the Hooterite, does play a very prominent role in, in Will's story. In crafting, since I will use that uh, double double word because uh, Will Craft, uh, your main character, was he? Uh, does he survive this novel? And is there a possibility he may again appear in a follow up novel of some type? You know, you're not the first person that's asked me that. He does survive. <laughs> okay. Uh, and some people have questioned. You know, they brought up the the question of well, how about a sequel? And mm-hmm. I've thought about it, and. Uh, I can't say at this point that I'm I'm already preparing to write a sequel. Right. That would uh, that would not be the case. But but I am thinking of it, and let's wait and see. Let's see what happens. Well, excellent. Congratulations on completing this. The title of which is Escape from the Front. And my guest yes, author, Irv Kraus, K R A U S E. Irv, where do we get copies of your book? Well, you can get them through Author House, my publisher. Amazon and any bookstores that are would be willing to to order them I'm, I suppose they could order it very easily through the the publisher. Excellent. They can do so by uh, asking for the novel by the title and uh, by the author's name. Uh, any bookseller can can uh, locate it for them if they need to. Absolutely. Do you have a website yet, Irv? No, I do not. I do not. May come in the future, but, so uh, they can do a search under your name. They come in the future. Yeah. They can do a search under yeah. your name. Irwin Krause, K-R-A-U-S-E, yeah. also known as Irv yeah. by those who uh, know him well. Irv, thank yeah. you so much for joining me today and sharing your story. Thank you, Jay. My thank pleasure. You very much. My pleasure for Author House and Author Talk. This is Jay Douglas Barker. <laughs>